My name is Julianne Williams and I work in the Nuffield Department of Population Health and I'm going to be talking today about promoting nutrition through schools in Sri Lanka. Um, just to give a bit of background, um, I joined my group in public health um, in 2012 and then I was working on some this I'm presenting research I was working on um, early in the early days. I just started my DPhil in the group um, in October. So, for a bit of background, uh, Sri Lanka is experiencing massive change, uh, really rapid development, urbanization, and that can be great, many opportunities. Um, it increases access to education and medical, <laughs> medical facilities, but that can also be an issue. Um, we know that with urbanization and the changes in lifestyle um, that accompany that, you see increased risk of morbidity and mortality from non-communicable diseases. So things like diabetes, hypertension, cardiovascular disease. And um, so for that reason, um, it's really important as countries are developing to try to link health promotion with those goals. And the project that I'm working with is trying to do that. And one place that they're working um, to do that is in schools. So why schools? Schools are really cost effective. The WHO suggests that schools promote health within schools because you have access to so many children and it brings some degree of consistency. Um, so you can see people from all socioeconomic backgrounds. And not only can you reach the children, you can reach their parents. And so for health promotion, it's really great because you have access to the wider community. And um, the project, which is Integrating Nutrition Promotion and Rural Development, or shortened as INPARD, is working to do this. So this project is funded by the World <laughs> Bank. And this slide is just to demonstrate that uh, there are many components. And the piece that my DPhil is focusing on um, is the children and the schools. Um, and you'll see there are also uh, different phases. So what I'm talking about today is the qualitative research that we did before starting some of our quantitative data collection and before shaping our health promotion interventions. So we um, met with school principals in two rural districts of Sri Lanka, Manragala and Ampara. And these were principals from secondary schools, from government schools, and the purpose of these talks um, were to find out their perceptions on the barriers to nutrition promotion or the barriers to eating a healthy diet um, among their students. So we were doing this in order to kind of shape the rest of our project. And we had 11 focus groups with <laughs> principals from 53 schools. And we were talking to them and then sort of taking what we learned from them and putting it into, <coughs> excuse me, this conceptual framework. So this is called the socio-ecological framework and it's used a lot in public health and really it's just to show that when we think about health or diet, um, you have to think of all of these levels of influence. So macro level policies, food taxes, um, down to individual factors, so individual preferences. Um, and so that's, that's to give you a bit of background on how we sort of organized our findings. So 
starting with some of the structural uh, levels of, of barriers to health <coughs> promotion or barriers to eating a healthy diet with students. Um, one of the things that came up was education policy. So these are government schools. Every, every school has, um, a they have a few lessons on nutrition, but the principals acknowledged that wasn't enough and that more was probably needed, a more holistic approach. Um, this example of a structural barrier uh, is kind of interesting. It's an example of when the goals of development and then the goals of health promotion can kind of clash a little bit. So the government set up a micro-lending campaign, and one of the things that that was used for was to set up these mobile bakeries. And this picture is a little bit misleading um, because really the, the most popular things from these are cakes and sweets and cookies, um, not just bread. And so the principals just acknowledged the food environment is changing and children have access to food they haven't had access to before. Um, and the real issue is just that that's displacing the traditional diet. Another issue that came up um, was parents' employment. So in the areas where we are working, uh, most, most parents are farmers. But if you can get a job at a factory that tends to be more reliable, it's less reliant on the weather or seasonality. Um, and so this is sort of a universal problem that you know p parents are busy, they don't have time to give their children healthy food. But here I think it was especially, um, especially bad. So um, principals were saying their parent, parents leave early, the children wake up or, and are on their own and then often come to school without anything to eat or drink. Um, another issue is agriculture. Um, this is, as I'm talking about some universal problems that, that all schools <laughs> will encounter, there are also unique problems. Um, so many of our schools have tried to set up home gardens. And there has been a level of, success has kind of varied between schools. And one of the problems has been elephants. So there are wild elephants. And if you build fences, you can generally keep cattle out but it's very difficult to keep the elephants away. Um, so that was very disheartening for some of the teachers and students. Um, another issue that came up was advertising. Um, this is a photograph from the television. I apologize for the quality of that, um, of some famous singers and cricketers. And what, um, what Principal said is that these sort of heroes of chil for children, these, these, these celebrities are brought in to promote, in this case, Coca-Cola. And because it's a new market, there isn't necessarily um, the level of, of defense that we, that we might have here with advertising. So this is a universal problem, but it's unique in that these are people where exposure to advertising is pretty new. Um, another problem, which I think parents here could relate to, is just the pressure to achieve academically. Um, and sometimes this can be at the cost of other things, like eating a proper meal. Um, it's especially important in Sri Lanka, though, because it's sort of your ticket to a better life. Um, it's probably one of the top values um, for many people. Uh, this is a unique problem, I think, to the area. Um, <coughs> the school environment. So. Many of the schools we went to said that they didn't have toilets. So children were reluctant to drink fresh water or to eat during the day because they didn't have facilities where they could, where they could use the bathroom if they needed to. 
Um, and this is also an example of how our intervention is trying to work with different sectors of the government. So in this case, we went to the e Ministry of Economic Development <coughs> and brought this problem to them. And within a few days, found out that they were taking steps to, to make sure all the schools in these districts had toilets. So we were very happy about that. Um, another issue is just this displacement of the traditional diets. So I talked about the micro-lending campaigns that bring these mobile bakeries. Um, another, another very popular uh, use of that money that the government provides at low interest um, is to set up these small shops outside of schools. So this was right across the street from one school. And you'll see here the basket that's called rambutan. I'm sorry if I'm mispronouncing it. Um, it's a tree fruit, and um, often people will grow lots of fruits and vegetables, but they won't consume them. It's more profitable to, to sell those foods and then um, buy other things. And so sweets and prepacked foods are very popular and attractive to children. Um, moving down kind of as we go from structural to individual levels um, to the social and community influences. Uh, one issue that came up um, was a belief that milk brings about cough. So the government provides free milk to schools, but often the milk ends up being wasted because there's a belief that that precipitates a cough. Um, so the, the principals felt that it was a waste of public funds um, to bring milk without sort of addressing some of these other cultural beliefs. Um, this is a problem you see in many developing countries where the young girls get married and have children at a young age. And so um, consequently, they, they haven't developed either physiologically as well as they could to have children, but then also the skills uh, needed to provide their children with good food. Um, and so that was another problem that that principal saw at kind of this, the, the social level. <coughs> um, and then finally, down to the individual level, there's this issue of just knowledge about what is healthy, what's not. In the Western world, we're kind of moving away from this, um, just basic education, and wanting to think about more of these upstream determinants. But here, um, the principals felt that, that kind of just that basic level education, um, nutrition education, was still important. Um, other health behaviors came up. Um, cannabis is easily grown and pretty accessible in the area, and principals felt that sometimes money that was intended for food was spent on this, and so um, that was another barrier. These are secondary school students, um, so, so they thought that that was a problem. Um, this is just to illustrate that the principals identified barriers to healthy nutrition among their pupils at all levels, and I think the findings just demonstrate that we have to, when we're shaping interventions, we have to think about these multiple levels of determinants. And I think that that can be a challenge, but also an opportunity. So I am happy to take questions. Um, I first, I should just thank my supervisors and um, our team in, in, in Sri Lanka, the data collectors, the study participants. Um, support from the Safansi Fund of the World Bank and uh, my department, the Nuffield Department of Population Health. So thank you very much. <laughs>